Previously on Super Magic Force. Kong placed Lefouberry onto the conical roof, letting go of the ledge. Tom pulled the gun free and fired as he fell. All at once, the spell was broken. Bellatrix was nowhere to be found. Soon they were settled at a long table in the boisterous inn, but Hulko and Sam could not help but notice the shadowy cloaked figure watching them from a dark corner of the inn. And now... Super Magic Force Wars! Super Magic Force Wars! Fanfiction crossover spectacular. From the quiet forests of Little Earth, to the sprawling cities of the wide world and beyond, to the planets of outer place, the multi-world is a battleground for the dual soul heroes. Each one a combination of two or more fandom favorites fighting to keep the seven stones of aggravation out of the hands of those who would destroy the easel of creativity itself. Written and performed by MJ Maiello and based on the greatest works of our time. Book Two. Tales of Little Earth. Episode 44, At the Sign of the Prancing Pony. Setting, The Prancing Pony Inn, The Village of Bree, Little Earth. The tavern bustled with many strange folks and the hobbits looked around uneasily, wary of so many strangers, especially the mysterious hooded figure in the corner that seemed to be staring at them. Who's that cloaked figure in the corner? Fatty said, after the innkeeper had taken their order. That's one of them rangers out of the wild. I'd steer clear of rangers if I were you. And then he walked away. I wish old Tom Bombagastan was still with us, Hoko said, feeling suddenly quite uneasy. Tom Bombagastan? The buxom barmaid said, putting down a new round of drinks. You know him? She seemed to swoon at the name. Of course we know him. We just went on an adventure with him, Fatty said proudly. Before long, the entire inn had gathered around their table, excitedly asking about old Tom. Hoko stood up on his seat, and to the surprise of all, he began to sing. Gosh, it delights me to tell you of Tom. He saved us from inside that trunk. He took us back to his home, old Tom, and let us sleep up in his bunks. His bride was a wondrous hostess to me, the river daughter Lafouberry. There's no man in town as perplexing as he, and he's not just the typical guy. No one sings like old Tom, says weird things like old Tom. No one's boots so yellow as this fellow's old Tom. No one's beard's quite as full and as fluffy. Such a pure drum. You can ask any hobbit named Mary, though it's a bit questionable the road that he set us on. No one jumps like old Tom, kicks beast rumps like old Tom, no one's hat is blue and as grand as old Tom's tukang, he was quite emasculating. That ape was flattened by Tom. Give five Mario's, give twelve Dario's, old Tom met the beast and some beast ass was kicked. No one parties like Tom, says me hearties like Tom. No one dances on water lilies like Tom, for there's no one as cheery and groovy. As you can see, he's got not a care. Not a bit of him's in PJ's movie. 
But back at his stables, he's got ponies to spare. No one rhymes like old Tom, chases whites like old Tom. No one names ponies, swishtail and bumpkin like Tom. He's especially fond of his fatty lumpkin. Sing hey ho for old Tom. When I was his guest, I ate all that I pleased while he patiently strummed his guitar. With cream honeycomb and a great golden cheese, some people are sure he's Valar. But now we've moved on on a quest without Tom, even though I gave up the ring. And when I'm angry, I become a green hulk, a swelling, monstrous, murderous bloke. Now don't all run away. Hey, now what did I say? I'm not dangerous in the least. Where'd you all go? I was kidding, you know. I thought we were having a feast. Just then, Hulka was pulled off the table and dragged into a back room. He glanced up and saw that it was the hooded figure from the corner. The other hobbits chased after them. You draw far too much attention to yourself, a whispered voice said, speaking of the ring and your transformation powers. Who are you? Sam said, drawing his sword. Unhand my master. The figure pulled down her hood. I'm Hermione Ranger, and you have all been very foolish indeed. Production Notes Oh, I just love that. Well, if you're wondering where the real Aragorn is, he, um, well, that is Lan Elkadvan, the Aragorn, was in another part of the story at this time, with Rand and Myrad in episodes 18 to 31. Well, this episode concludes the Beauty and the Beast slash Tom Bombadil portion of the story. Although they never did find Bellatrix's body, did they? So, unfortunately, our heroes may have to encounter her again. Also, I really do enjoy the Hank McCoy show. So I just might use that from time to time. I do have many episodes written, but the after the credit scene, for the most part, needs to be done each week. Sometimes there's an obvious bit to expand on or something that could use a bit more explanation. But sometimes I have no idea what to put there, and it just doesn't feel right at this point not to have one. So, Hank McCoy may be filling in from time to time. General Disclaimer This is a work of fan fiction, satire, admiration, and love. It is solely for entertainment. I do not own the rights to any of the reference works. This includes, but is not limited to, The Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, Star Wars, Star Trek, The Hobbit, Marvel Comics, The Wheel of Time, The Pelennor series, Game of Thrones, any Disney properties, or Norse mythology. I do not own the rights to any characters portrayed in this series at all, not even a little bit. The creators of these intellectual properties have not endorsed this work, and they almost certainly would not return my phone calls. The Harry Potter series was created by J.K. Rowling and is owned by Warner Brothers. The works of J.R.R. Tolkien are owned by the Tolkien estate. The Marvel Cinematic Universe, Marvel Enterprises, Star Wars, and the works of Disney Animation are owned by the Disney Company. Specific disclaimer. King Kong was created by Marion C. Cooper at RKO Radio Pictures and is owned by Warner Brothers. The song Gaston was written by Howard Ashman and lyricist Alan Menken. Also note, Neil Gaiman, Hayao Miyazaki, George Lucas, Stan Lee, and Chris Claremont are just plain awesome. This podcast is and always will be available for free, and I am not and never will be making any profit from this podcast. All rights of the original intellectual properties belong to their respective owners. Please don't sue me. The young unicorn stallion stepped into the clearing, stomping and snorting his challenge to the lead stallion. The lead stallion charged suddenly, horn first, 
but the challenger's sphere-shaped magical shield held. The lead stallion reared up, swinging its forehooves, but the challenger only stomped its reply, unimpressed. Both unicorns locked eyes and stared at each other, still as stone. Then, simultaneously, two bright beams of rainbow light shot out of the horns and connected. Their beams seemed to collide, throwing off sprays of color and liquefied light, which coalesced on the ground as colorful marshmallow ooze. The display became blindingly hot. The challenger could not match the brilliance of the lead stallion. Its beam faltered and then suddenly extinguished. Then it was bathed in the blinding rainbow light of the larger unicorn. Defeated, its horn fell off and it seemed to shrink and regress, its eyes growing wide, looking like a little pony rather than the majestic beast it had just been. The lead stallion pranced over to it, turned around, and as if to add insult to injury, sprayed it with a burst of sparkling glitter from its backside before trotting away. A herd of unicorn mares following in the victor's wake. Wake. Hermione pulled down her color-shifting cloak and turned off her magic camera. She beamed with a wide smile. She was the first person ever to record a unicorn mating competition. Well done, she heard a voice say, and turned to see the dark elf coming out of the shadows. It was her mentor, a legend in his own right, Dritz du Attenborough, world-renowned reformed dark elf and nature documentarian. You are from this day forth a ranger. Super Magic Force!